Hey, what's going on? Michael Gow, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Good to be back. Uh, good to have you back, man. Had some technical diff- difficulties there for a minute. We'll chop yeah, it all, all up uh, with uh, GarageBand and get it all in line, though, so it's all good for the show. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, happy cool. Happy Mother's Day, man. How you doing today? Yeah, you too. I'm doing good Thank so you. far. Just uh, getting ready to do some podcasts, you know. Oh, yeah. You ready to talk some football? Yep. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Uh, we can get the Saints on the ticker first today. Uh, New Orleans Saints um, made some big moves this offseason. They got um, Cameron Meredith. They added Demario Davis. You know, talk to me about the Saints and uh, wh- what you think uh, about uh, everything they got going down down there in the Big Easy. So I thought the Saints uh, did well this off season. I think they continue to improve. Um, I know they also signed Drew Brees to an extension. I believe it was a two-year yep. extension. Um, yep. I mean, he's the key to their team. You know, if Absolutely. Drew Brees is playing well, that team's going to play well. Um, you know, their defense finally stepped up uh, last year. And I like the, the four seasons before that was like the first four-season stretch of the defense ever. You know, that's why they were consistently, you know, winning six, seven games. Um, so they added some good pieces. Cameron Meredith is going to help a lot. Um, I don't, I'm not – their defense – they added Marcus Davenport in the draft to help that defense. To me, that's not exactly a win-now type of pick, but um, he's going to be – He's gonna. he can turn into a great player. He's a project right now, just big, long – athlete, um, just kind of needs to learn the skills of how to rush the passer from the edge. Um, he can stand up, he can put his foot in the ground, um, very strong, just going to need to learn how to use his hands, footwork, things like that, because he was playing at uh, University of Texas San Antonio, and now he's going to be going against some elite offensive tackles. Just going to need to develop a little bit, and they also traded up for him and gave him next year's first round pick for him, too. So they must have loved this guy, and they're going all in on this year, which um, I think they should now that they got Drew Brees for you know, one to two more years. This, this is their year. So. I I agree. Um, I thought it was a little bit risky to pay as much as they did, you know, to get uh, Davenport to trade up, give up that uh, next, uh, first round pick next year. Next year's first. Next year's first, you know. I mean, that's going to handicap them in the future a lot. But, you know, uh, you know, if it pans out and they can do something now, they weren't that far away last year, you know, uh, uh, I guess, um, you know, they're hoping that, you know, adding Davenport opposite of uh, Jordan and, you know, they got Demario Davis who had over 100 tackles last year for the Jets. So they're trying to put it all together defensively. They're you know, they trying to add so pieces. And exactly. you can make the argument that they, they – I think they definitely would have put up a better game against the Eagles um, instead of the Vikings the NFC Championship game. I thought they were the better team. They just, the, you know, the Minnesota Miracle was the reason why they lost. I, I always thought they were the better team, and I think the Vikings really just won that game because, one, it was in Minnesota, and two, because of that last play. So, What was the safety's name? Was it Marcus, like, Williams or something, or what was it? Mar- Marcus Williams, yeah. And he's actually he actually had a really good rookie year, but nobody remembers that because they just remember the play. But right. he's actually going to be a He's actually going to be a really good starter for them in the years to come, even this year. He's going to be a big part of that defense. So I actually, yeah, I saw a lot of uh, like his backstory that he actually had a really good year, but you know, you're defined yeah. by this one play where he 
he blows it against Minnesota. Stefan Diggs, I think, takes it to the house. And yeah. the rest is history. But, you know, Minnesota yeah. laid the egg the next week against the Eagles. So I agree with yeah. you there. I think the Saints would have put up a better game. Yeah. Um, if you look so, back at, you know, not even just football, but in all sports, when that one team wins, you know, playoff game on a miracle or, you know, something like that, they usually come up with the next game and just get blown away. I think if you look at, like, the famous, like, miracles in football, um, the next game, they're like one and seven or something. So when a team wins like that, um, they usually don't just come out the next game and just continuously beat people. So I wasn't really – I was surprised that they lost that bad. But I wasn't surprised that they came out looking flat. So, yeah, I mean that, that was, was ugly. Game for... the Saints would have, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, Drew Brees is just so tactical, you know, and just amazing, you know, amazing quarterback. Probably he's probably going to finish with more yards than any other quarterback that's ever played the game. So, I mean, that tells oh, you yeah. what type of player he is. I mean, I, I remember growing up, I watched him at Purdue, and I remember thinking, man, this guy's great. And then every, a lot of times that doesn't translate over because you get, like, system quarterbacks and things like that, that, you know, like Timmy Changs and the Colt Brennans and players that throw for all these yardage in college, they go to the NFL and they're yeah. just nobodies because they're in the June Jones system, you know what I mean? So, yeah. True Breeze wasn't I mean, one of those guys. Go ahead. No. Is there is there three quarterbacks that you would rather have in the NFL today instead of Drew Breeze? No. Three others. No. I mean Brady. That's it. I would, I would take Brady and Rogers. I would and then after Rogers. I take Drew Brees. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, my, I'm, I'm trending a little bit downward on Rogers because of his health. You know, because he gets banged up so much. Mm-hmm. But he, actually, when he is healthy, you know, he's unstoppable. You know, I think for a while yeah. he's like the highest passer rating ever. Anybody, he, yeah, uh, he might he might be the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. I'm saying just from yeah. a, like a talent standpoint, yeah. Absolutely, it's, it's no, I agree. So, yeah, it's not enough. Drew Brees is up when there. It's crazy because Drew Brees is six feet tall and he's he's up there. He's Brees and or he's up there with Brady and Rogers and it's crazy what he's doing. Right, Brady is just so clutch. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's. And he's working with Belichick, so he's been doing that for yeah, that, what eighteen years now. But right, you can't. So yeah, you definitely can't undervalue Belichick's impact. You know, he he um, molded Brady from what? What was Brady? A sixth round pick or seventh round pick? Six, I believe. Yeah, he's six. Six. Yeah, I mean they worked out for him. Tyreek Hill was like a fifth fifth round pick. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you, you're seeing a lot of players today just coming out from these. Antonio Brown was a six-round pick, you know. Six-round pick, Marcus you, you Colson was like seven. Yeah, and now we're seeing all these, you know, good running backs going in the middle rounds. You know, Kamara, another guy for the Saints. Huh. Another thing I want to talk about is um, um, Mark Ingram suspended four games. For four yeah, games yeah. I want, so it's going to be all Alvin Kamara. That's what it looks so. like. You think he can handle the load? I I was talking earlier uh, um, to someone about Adrian Peterson. Um, do you hear Peyton is leaving the door open for Peterson to come back too? I I did see that. I don't think it would be a great idea just because it didn't end well 
you know, last year, I don't know why this thing would end any better this year because Ingram is going to come in and he's going to want to get his touches. And he's not what he's not Mark Ingram. I mean, Adrian Peterson's a guy you've got to put him in eye formation, give him the ball. But people forget Mark Ingram had a really good year last year. Like Alvin Kamara took all the, you know, he got all the uh, the fame because he's a rookie and you know how electric he is. But Mark Ingram had probably the best season of his wow. career last year because of what he like did, not only in the running game, but in, in the receiving game. Yeah, he was unbelievable last year. So that's a big loss. Yeah. Um, I did yeah, see somewhere that, yeah, you know, Kamara, they're actually going to not um, increase Kamara's load. They're just going to give another give the carries to somebody else, whoever Mark Ingram is. Yeah. But, I mean, in the first four weeks, that's, that's going to be a tough loss. Yeah. Um, so. I, I think they can, they can overcome it. But it's going to put them in a bad seed, like when the playoffs come around, you know? Yeah. They might lose a game or two because of it. I, I mean, um, I don't know how much it'll impact them, but if they can, just because Sean Payton and Drew Brees, I think they can figure it out, but it's not going to mm-hmm. be easy to overcome. They can, but no. it's not going to be easy. And I think it'll actually hurt Kamara, too. I think Kamara was benefiting from playing off, you know, attacking a tire defense and playing off as an extension off Ingram. Yeah, they played really well together. Yeah. Best and running also, back, uh, this defense... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, best running back do all in the league. Oh, yeah. Um, but I will say, this defense got... I'm a little bit worried about this season simply because they got... So good, so quick. Okay, and when a defense gets so good, so quick, it's really hard to just keep that pace and just keep staying that good. Now I think they'll have a good year next year, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them take a step back a little bit. Maybe an injury will come, or maybe something like that. It's just it wasn't mm-hmm. even as if they were continuously getting better. It's they were so bad, and then all of a sudden they were a top ten defense. They were playing really good, you know. And it's I don't know if they're going to be consistently be able to do that every game this year. So, well, well, Mark Ingram, Lat- it's going to be more pressure on Drew Brees. Right. Dude, Lattimore was a big part of that. Lattimore is oh, a real huge. deal. Man. Oh, yeah. He's not just a cover guy, yeah. too. I was watching this film. He can light you up as a hitter, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one play when I saw he um, – I think the Saints were playing cover three, and he was the corner – he was the corner on the sideline, I believe, on on the right side or something. And mm-hmm. uh, I forgot who they were playing, but the receiver on the other side was running a post. And a post, it was a, one ran a post, one ran a go route. The safety in the middle of the field went to the go route, and he ran all the way across the field and batted down a post on the other side. It was crazy. And I was like, for a rookie, that was unbelievable. For him to not only understand that, but for him to be athletic enough to run across the field and bat a ball down. It was right. crazy. It, it, t- it takes like a instinct to realize what what plays happening, what's happening to him, and then the closing speed to get over there and make that play, you know, from his yeah. third all the way over, you know, that's insane. So, I mean, he's, he's, he's got it. Yeah, he's he, got it. Yeah, you know, he's it. yeah, he's definitely got the hit factor. There's no doubt about that. Let's talk about yeah. the Falcons. What do you think about the Falcons? All right, the, the Falcons. So, um, I love the Calvin Ridley pick. Um, I think that's Me gonna be too, a, man. a great addition for that offense. Put him at I think he'll even become I think he'll become the number two receiver. I think he'll take over Muhammad Sanu. It'll be kinda of like a two A two A two B kind of thing because Sanu's gonna get his touches. Um he's a solid receiver, veteran receiver, and he'll make his Five plays. Um, 
Yeah, Just what I do worry about is, though, is uh, Sarkeesian, the offense coordinator. Like, this offense last right. year was the same as it was when they went to the Super Bowl, and you saw how bad it was, and the play calling was just terrible sometimes, especially when you right. remember when they played the Eagles in the playoffs, and it was uh, first and goal in the fourth quarter, and they ran four just – I can't remember the plays, but they just ran four stupid plays. I remember they ran a reverse once. Um, right. Like, on the one-yard line, yeah. It's like Steve Sarkeesian just got to figure it out because the talent's there. Matt Ryan, um, he's a top-ten quarterback. I don't know if I call him elite, but he's a top-ten quarterback. They got Julio Jones. They got a great pair of running backs in Coleman and Freeman. They got Calvin Ridley. They got Sanu. Um, they got a couple decent tight ends and Austin Hooper. And they, yep. They've got it all there. Their, their coach is great. Their defense is really fast. It's there. On paper, it's there. They just got to figure it out. From a coaching right. standpoint, um, what do you think about the losses? Of, what do you think about the losses of Adrian Claiborne and Poe, Don Terry Poe? So, I mean, they're going to be big losses, but I know that they just signed uh, the tackle Terrell McLean. I mean, he's not going to be—he's not just going to come in and all of a sudden save the defensive line, but he's definitely helped. Um, right, Claiborne, Claiborne one's going to hurt him. Um, I don't know. I have the draft here. Who did they draft here? They went. Um, really, yeah, I don't know who they went. Yeah. Second. So in the second, oh, the second round, they got, I got they got the corner from Colorado, Isaiah Oliver, who was projected a late first, early okay, second. Yep. That was a really good pick. I was a huge fan of that one. I remember sitting there watching the draft, and I was kind of thinking, you know, what exactly do the Falcons need? And I'm a big believer right. in if you if you're kind of like what do you, if you're in that stage of you don't have a dire need, I think draft either a lineman. Uh, offensive defense or draft a corner because you need so much depth of those positions. And they drafted a really good corner in the second round, 58th overall. That probably shouldn't, he shouldn't have been there. And they drafted him. And that's just going to give them some great depth in the secondary to make that secondary even better. So a lot of speed, a receiver, a cornerback, you know, they wanted to get faster at the skill position. Yeah. And they're Ridley fast. was. Dude, if you got every year we see a few guys get their character assassinated throughout the draft, like Rosette, Lamar Jackson. Ridley was kind of one oh too. Oh God, yeah. He's, he he was the best player at receiver in college football on the best team, Alabama. Like, yeah, I, it's it's hard for me to like okay, like these, uh, the athletic conference or like or like Conference USA. Like, it's hard for me to get. Uh, like excited about those players over like an SEC player, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's because I mean you saw what he did at Alabama, and you got to think his quarterback was Jalen Hurts. Like, yeah, his did. quarterback yeah. got benched in the national championship game. Imagine if he had, right. had a decent quarterback. Imagine if he had Tua. I don't even know Tua, the guy who played in the second, in the second yeah, half of the national. Yeah. Imagine if he had him all year. How good he would be. He would have been so productive. Exactly. Been unbelievable. Yeah. And people were like knocking him because he is a little light. Like I think he's only one ninety. You know, they like the receivers to be two ten. You know, but yeah, he's only twenty four. He's old. He's old. He's he's twenty four years old. Yeah, be, I think he'll be twenty five this year. It, yeah, he is old. Um, but I mean, he's he's an immediate impact player for a playoff team. So why would you not take him? You know. Bottom line, yeah. Bottom line, though, he can play. So it's like. Who cares, he can play, you know? yeah. yeah. So, not every team looking for that. Go. Yeah. He dominated against the best competition, you know? Like yeah. Clemson, yeah. 
you know, like on the big stages. You want that guy. So who went number one? T.J. Right, Moore. Good pl- good player. The, I'm talking about for receivers. Yeah, yeah I, I was surprised that D.J. Moore went ahead of Calvin Ridley. I, th- I thought D.J. Moore was a you know good second-round option. I didn't think he was much right. better than, you know, some of the other second-round guys that went, like um, a Cortland Sutton or, uh, you know, guys good. like that. Yeah, but I was like, I, I, yeah, I kind of saw Carolina, and I was like, I don't know about that one, you know. <laughs> right. So, so I, I like watch Sutton's tape, and he's playing like I, I can't even remember, like Northern Texas or something like that. And it's like, you know, he's a good player, but you know, I think I'm going to go with the yeah. guy from Alabama. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought Quillen Qu- 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 Sutton went to Denver in the second round. I thought that was a solid option. I was like, that's probably oh, where we need to go, and he'll he'll learn under. Um, Emmanuel Sanders and Marius Thomas, that would be a good fit for him. But I, I was just – you can just tell Calvin Ridley is just on another level. The only other receiver you can kind of compare to, I would say Christian Kirk from Texas A&M, just from how explosive he is and as a, you know, kind of a returner. He's more of a slot yeah. in the, you know, screen game, a little quick slants, just how Christian Kirk is, but he's still not Calvin Ridley. So. I, I agree. I liked Kirk a lot coming out too. And uh, – he didn't have it like Ridley did, that's for sure. Um, and yeah. then Ridley, where would you play him? Would you play him inside? Would you play him outside? I think you could play anywhere, to be honest. Uh, oh, you play him everywhere. I think that a lot of teams, when they draft receivers, they kind of say, okay, you're you're an X or you're a Z. You know, you're playing inside or you're going to play outside. I think it's more of a – I think a good coach where even, you know, if you watch guys like Bill Belichick or um, D- Doug Peterson or – they're moving guys all around. They'll have their slot guys on the outside. They'll have their outside guys on the slot. You know, they're moving people around. They'll be in trips with everybody in the slot, and they'll have receivers stacked. It, it's you just got to get so creative with this. It's not anymore where it's, it's okay. About, you're an outside receiver. You're strictly going to play on the outside. It's not how this is anymore. You got to be creative with right. where you're going to put these guys. It's about creating favorable matchups. You know, yeah. the personnel. Oh, I, I agree with you there. You can't just be. You're playing Z, you're playing X, or, you know. Um, but let's, you know, uh, the fi- final topic we got today is uh, the Vikings. So just go ahead and well, let us know what you think about the Vikings. So, I mean, first and foremost, you got to talk about Kirk Cousins. You know, they signed him yeah. for, what, three years, 80, 84, 86 million? Um, yep. I mean, they're, they're, they're contenders now. They're, I mean, I like what Case Keenum did. I was really impressed with what Pat Shermer did with him and, you know, how the offense played really well. But, I mean, they just got a guy. I mean, he's not elite, but he's he's a really good quarterback. He's a good, productive quarterback. He's over 4,000 yards a couple of times. You add him to that offense with, remember, they're getting Dalvin Cook back. They got still got Latavius Murray, um, Stephon Diggs, Adam Beeline. They had a Kendall Wright. I mean, that's a really good offense. Um, oh, yeah. I'm really excited to see what Minnesota's going to do. It's going to be a tough division. You know, even the NFC South, like the Falcons say, they're they're also in tough division, but this is gonna be a tough one too. And their defense Who, is, they, they still got Mike Zimmer, so um first so round, first round they drafted draft. Yeah, uh University of Central Florida corner Mike Hughes. A big fan Mike of him. Hughes. I was actually at the um Mike Hughes, uh the corner from UCF. I was actually at the uh, UCF Auburn game this year down in Atlanta. Um and I, you can just see him making plays all over the field against some good Auburn receivers. He's the real deal. He's legit. And the good thing is he doesn't need to come in and start immediately. They still got Xavier Rhodes. Um, he's going to be kind of the um, – he's going to be the third Wayne receiver. Wayne. And Trey Wayne, yes. They still got – and I remember they drafted a corner from Clemson. Was it last year? It was second round or so. I forgot his name. 
Um, but they got good cornerback depth. And, you know, I said earlier, if you don't have a dire need of, you know, of a position, what do you draft? You either draft an offensive, defensive lineman, or a corner. And that's like what they did. So you got to have depth there. you got to have a lot of good players. So they got him, and they got a couple other offensive linemen um, in yeah. round two, round five, I believe. They got some decent depth guys in the offensive line to help out, too. Because um, the offensive line is not great, but just add more bodies, add more depth, add more competition. Uh, you got to protect protect your you know eighty four million dollar investment. So absolutely, I remember a couple of years ago yeah. they were struggling on the offensive line too. So um, I know they yeah, got a little they had, bit better. Uh, Sam Bradford, yeah, yeah. So I, I can understand so. why they took a couple of linemen just to shore things up uh, up front. Um, you yeah, remember what about they Shermer. signed um, Shermer? He he was. What uh, about the loss of Pat Shermer? I should say. Do you think they can okay, overcome so that, or they signed? Who did they sign to be their offensive coordinator? I got to. Because whoever they. Shermer is the head coach of the Giants oh, now. Uh, uh, yeah, John DeFilpino, or whatever. I've oh, heard I've heard okay. some great things about him. Um, okay. He came from where? I think he came from. I think was he the quarterback coach or was he from the Eagles? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of good reviews about him. Like a few people yeah, wanted he, him. Few teams. Yeah. There was, there was a lot of people that wanted him. He was um, he was highly recruited. I think he'll be. I think they'll do just fine just because they got the talent. Now they're adding Kirk Cousins. Um, I mean, yes, they did lose Pat Shermer, who made Case Keenum look really good, who made that offense look really good. Um, you know, hopefully do the same for the Giants. But, uh, um, you know, it is a loss, but I think that bringing DeFilpino in, I don't think it'll be – I really don't think they'll make that much a step back. They might even get better this offseason just because now they have right. their cousin that it's not going to be – it almost seemed as if Shermer was having to kind of play to um, Keenum's strengths. You know, they were, I don't yeah. want to say they were limited. They did a lot of things. But it was a lot of um, you know having to throw it to Jared McKinnon and kind of just using uh, C line and um, digs in the right way. Now it's going to be kind of like, all right, Kirk Cousins, go do your thing. You can do everything. You know, they, right. they kind of opened up the whole playbook for him now. So I'm I'm excited to see what the Vikings are going to do. And you got to remember that defense is still that defense. And they also added uh, Sheldon Richardson, right? Yep. It, yep. Yeah, they added him on the defensive line. Yeah. They, um, be on the Seahawks last year. He, he was on the Seahawks last year. He was in the Jermaine Curse trade. Um, okay. They just added him, and it, uh, it was funny. Um, I saw a tweet somewhere when when uh, they kind of brought Kirk Cousins out for uh, you know, the pre- inter- the introduction press conference, and Mike Zimmer was kind of giving a little half smile. And then when you brought in Sheldon Richardson, he had a full grin on his face. He was so excited to get his D tackle. <laughs> oh yeah, he loved um, his defense. Probably one of the yeah, best defensive lines in the league. Easily. Oh, that's I mean that's a elite defense. Um, and I the thing is, in a few years they're gonna be able to resign all these guys. I don't think they will, just because they're all so good and they're all gonna be really expensive. Um, I, I like Kendricks in the middle. You know, uh, I like and Barr can be who Barr? Yeah, Anthony Barr. Yeah, isn't he the one who hurt uh, Rogers? I think he was. Yeah. I think he was. Um, I like Griffin. Everson Griffin. Everson Griffin's going to be good. Um, you know? 
Yeah, they got uh, a real good defensive line. Jimmy uh, Hunter, um, Hunter, up front. I Hunter, I was like, who's who's the really good young guy? It was Hunter. He's going to be legit. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he didn't get as many sacks as a lot of people liked, but um, he's got such insane raw talent, and he's so young that um, he's going to be the real deal. You know, Adam with Linval Joseph, and they just got depth. Maybe they oh, got yeah. Kentrell Brothers, who's pretty good. He's not even starting for them on their death chart. I mean, it's unbelievable. Right. Um, and the, uh, the corner I was talking about, Harrison. Clemson. McKin- yes, I mean, they just their defense is legit. It's legit. Yep. So, uh, and you got to remember, they got Dejo at safety and Harrison Smith at safety, too. They got two really good safeties. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they, they were the number one defense in the league last year, and they added Kirk yeah. Cousins, so... You know, they have all the opportunity in the world to put it this uh, put it all together this year. I'm from Detroit, so I'm a Lions fan, so I hate it. But uh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, maybe they flop or something. I don't know. Where you're from, Atlanta, right? Maybe. I'm from Atlanta, but I'm a Giants fan. So okay, so hey, things are looking much better for you. Yes, yes, you know? they are. Um, I mean, I personally would have wanted to draft a quarterback, but that's just me. Um, right. So, but let me let me talk Saquon, to you about it. this is uh, Saquon's gonna be great. I'm really excited for him. But uh, we'll get to the Giants one day. I will tell you about. Let me let me list you out the depth chart of the Vikings corners. So they got Xavier Rhodes and Trey Wayne, and then they got mm-hmm. uh, there's and then they got Mackenzie Alexander, who's the guy I told you about. They drafted from Clemson. Terrence Newman, mm-hmm. who's been playing forever, and now they got. Oh, yeah. uh, and now they just drafted Mike Hughes a corner in the first round. That's unreal. They're, That's five. Yeah, they're, they're loaded. The secondary is looking That's, good. We're we're running out of time though. Real. Okay. We're running, out, we're running out of time. Our time slots up. I appreciate you tuning in as always, Michael Gallup. You did a great job. Always informative right, and uh, on your P's and Q's as far as football knowledge goes. And uh, we're going to keep building the show. I appreciate you tuning in. And uh, this is John Kuzma and Michael Gallup signing off. Thank you. All right, thank you. All right, I'll talk to you later. Yep, have a good one. You too. Bye. Advancements in technology, shifting markets, and the gig economy are changing the nature of work. With this in mind, Harvard Business School Executive Education is launching a new program on managing the future of work. Based on the latest research into the forces reshaping workforce demographics, this program is designed to help employers remain competitive by thinking strategically about today's evolving business landscape. Learn more at hbs.me future. That's hbs.me future. Motivation with Amazon Music. You're still in bed? Didn't you go running? Oh, I overslept. I'll go tomorrow. I'm getting in the shower. Alexa, set an alarm for 5 a.m. tomorrow to hard rock music. Okay, I'm up. The right song exactly when you need it. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically cancel anytime.